We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. Part of the plan. The plan. Every choice made has led to this. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Devin. And today we're... Uh, Today is our Star Wars special. Happy belated Star Wars Day, guys. Happy belated Star Wars Day. <laughs> so uh, a little behind the scenes stuff. We totally intended on doing this episode on May the 4th or what much closer to it than we actually are. It is now currently May the 10th. So uh, we apologize. I was sick this week. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're here now doing our Star Wars episode, talking about the final season of the clone wars finally i don't know uh ryan and i have pretty much held off on talking about this because we wanted devin to be part of this conversation as well thanks guys but ryan and i have both watched all of the clone wars at least once or twice i don't know how many times ryan's watched it i've seen it all twice wow i've seen it about twice with all the random rewatches i've done and like random episodes i've picked up here and there yeah, a few years ago it was on Netflix, so it was a lot easier than it was uh, up until Disney Plus came out. Um, so for a while there, it was kind of hard to watch the whole thing if you didn't own the DVDs. Um, but yeah, so we've watched all of the Clone Wars. Devin is new to the Clone Wars, I think it's safe to say. You're very new, yeah. How new, Devin? All right, so I saw the movie The Clone Wars when it came out in theaters, and I remember... Okay, so I remembered the old Samurai Jack style, like cartoon versions of the Clone Wars that would come out on Cartoon Network and loved those to death. Those were my favorite things. And then they came out with this movie called The Clone Wars and I didn't know much about it. And I went, that's going to be so cool. And it was not. And I was so sad about it. I didn't like Ahsoka. I didn't care that Anakin had a Padawan. I didn't like that it was setting up for a TV a TV show and wasn't just like, give me what happens in the Clone Wars in an hour and a half. Uh, and was so bitter about it that when the uh, the rest of it came out, I just didn't want to watch it. Yeah, I remember trying to watch that first season. I I think we had seen the movie somehow. Like, I feel like my parents bought it for my little brother because it was an animated Star Wars thing. And it wasn't like... Anakin killing younglings because <laughs> this is about that time. So somehow we had had the DVD and I started watching the show because I was curious about it, but it was just so hard to get into watching it week by week. And then like, I remember they built up on our DVR and I just never got around to watching them. And the only time I was ever really interested in the show was when I heard, Oh yeah, Liam Neeson's going to be playing Gwygon Jin. It's like, Oh, that's cool. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Darth Maul's still alive. Like, wait, what? OK, now you have my attention. Uh, so that's that was my introduction to Clone Wars. I, I, that movie, like, we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Ryan, how about you? What was your introduction to the Clone Wars? Like, how long have you been? Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. Um, okay. I knew about it. Like, I knew about the cartoon that, like, Devin was talking about. But unlike the majority of people... 
Um, apparently, uh, the cartoon style of Samurai Jack turns me off to it. Okay, that's fair. Like, I'm not a fan of Samurai Jack. I can't, I can't get into that type of cartoon style. And when I saw that that's what the Clone Wars like cartoon show was that I was really excited for, I just I couldn't watch it. Um, oh, wow. so, so, so when I heard that there was like a computer animated one coming out, I got, I felt, I felt like, oh, cool. You know, th- 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 this would be nice to get into. But by the time that came out, I wasn't watching those channels anymore. Like mm-hmm. I aged out away from that. So I just, I missed it. So then when I saw it on Netflix and Alan told me about it and you're the one that told me about, you know, how to watch it in like the, the actual like timeline order and not the show release order. Um, yeah, I watched it that way. And honestly, when I first saw that like movie that they made, it actually made me excited for it because it's like it's like with Terminator. They they talk about the war between man and machines, but they never actually show it. And I mm. really wanted to see it. And they always talked about the Clone Wars. And all I got was a prequel movie about the beginning of the Clone Wars and I got the, the tail end of the Clone Wars. I never got to see what happened in the middle. Like, I never actually got to see the Clone Wars. And I was like, oh, cool. This is what I want to see. So then that, like, I had the opposite experience that you guys did. Like, I was really interested in, like, oh, cool. This is just the beginning. Like, <laughs> I, I think it just for me, it was because it didn't. I So I didn't expect it to go where it went i think the i don't think i expected the movie to go where it went uh and that turned me off and then this art style was really hard for me to be okay with until recently like i've seen i've been shown clips of this of of the clone wars from like romana has a cousin uh that i'm really close with that like he loves this series and started to show me parts of it but it was like on like blurry grainy cell phone video held up to the tv and like this art style looks garbage like that like it looks like clay models that they're moving around in weird janky ways but like seeing it on disney plus in like what it i'm assuming in what it's meant to Uh how it's meant to be viewed it's gorgeous and it took me this long to realize it yeah definitely the the later on in the show you get the better it looks like I was watching it on Disney Plus and it started started auto playing like the first episode by accident and my wife looks up and she's like what are you watching that looks horrible and then I put oh. on the new episode she's like oh that looks a lot better like, <laughs> I didn't realize there's that much of a difference there is a big I, I difference mean, I there there is like if you look at a Ahsoka's character design not only does she age but the the just the graphics of it look a lot better cuz this show's been around for 12 years now Wow, like it wasn't on, wasn't on for like the movie came out in two thousand eight. I didn't realize that. Um, wow, yeah. So it's been around for a long time. So yeah, technology's changed, and the new season on Disney Plus looks phenomenal. Yeah, uh, even compared to the last season that was on Netflix. Um, but yeah, the the art style I I really like. Um. But I also like the art style for Rebels, and I'm weird, but... <laughs> Is that divisive, liking the art style for Rebels? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Right, I mean, Brian? I mean, yeah. I mean, Devin, you, we were talking about this is in the, the, the group chat, and you said that the mm-hmm. art style to Rebels kind of, like, turned you off to, like, wanting yep. to see it because you just you weren't a fan of it. And I was kind of the same way. Um mm-hmm. 
until I started watching the show. And then I realized that the art style fits the story they're telling. And it fits okay. some of the characters. Well, not some of the characters. It fits all of the characters. My only thing is that it, that art style is bad for noses, which we'll get into later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Rebels yeah. is a different art style than this one, though, right? Yes. 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 But same same creative team. Dave Filoni is behind both of these. Yes. Okay. Um, George Lucas, though, was very heavily involved in the Clone Wars from the beginning. Not probably not so much in the last season, but I know they had a lot of it planned out before the Disney buyout. That's pretty cool then. And I'm glad it survived the Disney buyout because I didn't think about it, but it had to have happened in the middle of, of seasons for this. When Disney first bought bought Star Wars, they canceled the Clone Wars because oh. the show ended with Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order. Oh, that episode. That was mm-hmm. the last episode that aired on Cartoon Network, but they already had three story arcs ready to go that never aired. So that season was released directly to Netflix. Weird. Okay. And then there were a few episodes that were kind of finished, but not like they, they were started, but weren't finished that they released on DVD for people to see. Okay. One, one of those arcs was the bad batch. So Devin, did you, Devin, how much of the clone wars have you seen now okay so now you've sent me uh, a list of it was probably four to eight episodes per season of like seasons five six and the last one uh five six and seven and i've seen everything that you showed me or that you wanted me to watch uh and just a couple of random episodes here and there i'd like one spillover like i'd be like i wonder what's happening next and like kind of would watch an extra one but the main ones that okay. really like I sat and focused on were the ones that you had us watch, and then the last four of the seventh season. I know the Bad Batch is a thing. I don't know much about them. They're okay. cool. It's a fun. It's yeah. a fun episode. I might we might spoil something from the second episode of that. Which, it's okay. Um, because I, I do want to talk about some things from that that episode that impl- have big implications for Star Wars overall. Really? Um. Yeah. Um. But. Okay, so we're going to focus most of the conversation on the last four episodes. So, the Siege of Mandalore. Yes. Because right now, Mandalorians are so hot right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So, yeah, we have a Mandalorian episode that was supposed to come out on May the 4th, but I never got around to editing it to post on May the 4th. Um, (laughs) But, hey, that... Well, we'll save that for season season two because that's coming up sooner rather than later. Yeah, it is. Um, which is something else we would be talking about later on in the show. But how much did you guys know about the Siege of Mandalore going into this? I feel like Ryan has to have known more than me. I knew that I know that in the the Mandalorian there are not a lot of Mandalorians left. Uh, and I honestly, for the longest time, thought that like Boba Fett was like the last Mandalorian. Uh, and I know that like Jango Fett was like a super neat one. Um, I thought he was like the last Mandalorian. And then like that was it. Like I didn't know much about it. I figured like something tragic happened on Mandalore and that's it. So okay. I knew nothing. I knew that the I <laughs> I knew that Mandalore was taken over by the Empire. I knew that there was a purge. I knew that, uh, like, the majority of them... Well, we haven't seen that. 
the Purge and the Siege of Mandalore are two different things. True, but mm. I'm kind of lumping them in just yeah. as okay. in general about my knowledge. So I knew about okay. the Siege. I knew about the Purge. Um, I knew that uh, Mandalorians are rare to come by during mm. the uh, during the time of the Galactic Civil War. Um, I knew that there had to have been some way for the Empire to, 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 to get a foothold because man because was it Mandalore has always been separate from the yeah. Republic uh, because of just how prideful they are. So it was interesting to actually see it, like to actually see the siege happen and the, and the political ramifications around it of how it happened. Devin, how many of the Mandalore episodes did you watch going into this? I feel like I gave you the ones with Satine. Satine? I watched watched every – I mean I watched the Satine episodes um, and I don't know if there are more. But I mean I know that I watched her whole story arc where like she came back and there's like a ooh, like Obi-Wan like kind of thing. And like that was pretty cool. Honestly, I had you watch those just for that line in in the first episode of the Siege of Mandalore. Which one? Where Ahsoka, Ahsoka's like, or her sister's like, you care for my sister, and Obi Wan's like, that's not fair. Like, <laughs> but that it, it hit so much harder. Like that would have been a throwaway line for me had I not seen that. Yeah, um, yeah, they really deep dive deep into the the lore of Mandalore, and it's yeah. a lot different than the lore that you get in the Mandalorian. Um, oh, really? But. Yeah, because I like they're all taking their helmets off. That's that's very true. I didn't. Do you think that's something they adopt afterwards, though? Like after the Empire takes over, like it it might be. Um, I I'm sure we're gonna see more. Um, Obi Wan is so connected to Mandalore. I find it hard to believe that his show is just gonna take place on Tatooine. But that's just me. That's true. Um. But yeah. All right. So we're gonna dive right into the last four episodes of the siege of Mandalore. Good. Um, because that's what I want to talk about. Cause <laughs> th- this is the way I'm seeing that. This is going into all of my star Wars rewatches now. Is it? I think so. Really? It's that, it's that important. It's, it's its own movie. Like it, it does something that is very rare and has only happened a few times also by Disney. It's it's gone back and made a movie that was okay uh-huh. and made it better. Which movie did it make okay better for you? Revenge of the Sith. You thought that one was just okay? No, I like Revenge oh, of the Sith. Okay. But I think this adds such a le- such a different level to it. Like I feel like you could splice this into Revenge of the Sith and it's its own thing. And still enjoyable. There are some places where literally it's, I mean, so this blew me away, by the way, like just to, to kind of bury the lead for you guys. I loved every second of this. And I even like turned to Romana. I'm like, you got to watch this. This is important. You like Star Wars. You need to watch this. <laughs> this is nice. I like this. Yeah. I like yeah. where this is going. <laughs> this is good. Um, <laughs> That's not yeah. to say I don't think it was without without its faults. And I definitely want to talk about that. But. Yeah, see, like just seeing the old school Lucasfilm logo at the at the front is like, whoa, wait, this is special. 
and they didn't do the the quotes in the beginning of every episode either. It's episode one, episode two, or part one, part yeah. two. Well, that's because yeah. everything built up to this, and they don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, that's that's the way I saw it. You don't need a fortune cookie when you know where the, where you're going. <laughs> exactly, like, you know this isn't going to go yeah. well. Um, because that's what they call them. They call them the Jedi fortune cookies. Oh, do they? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, can you look on IMDb? It's it, like the first quote is usually, or the trivia is, "Fortune cookie was blah blah blah." Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, so like right away it syncs up perfectly with Revenge of the Sith. Like you see all the Jedi on Felucia, Magito. That was cool. Like, um. It took me back to like Battlefront 2 because it's like all of the same <laughs> planets from that game. Right. Um, but it opens on Obi-Wan and Anakin. And you get to see the two of them together doing their thing. Um, because this is this is their final act of the show. Like this is their like they get two scenes in this and that's it. Like the show has wow. been. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But they, they bow out to go save the Chancellor. Yeah. And then it's the it's the Ahsoka and Rex show for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um because they're they're in the movie. Like I think one of the biggest questions I've always had about the Clone Wars from the beginning is like, if Anakin had a Padawan, why wasn't she in Revenge of the Sith? And I never expected the answer to that to be as satisfying as it was. Okay, so that's interesting. And I, I think that's cool that you like that that's satisfying. I yes. I learned something about myself with this. And this isn't okay. going to be a surprise to you guys. Because you guys <laughs> know me well enough and you know how I process things. But when I first learned that Anakin has a Padawan, I went, she has got to die in the most taboo, nasty way ever. Because they don't even mention her in number three. And that's not what we got. And I was a little taken back by it. But, I mean, I kind of knew she was going to survive this because I know she's in Rebels. And I know Rebels takes place after three anyway. So I know she was going to survive. But I liked what I got. And it literally made me come to grips with my stupid, like, it has to be dark and brooding, like, stupid Devin thing. And I, But it was dark. I'm okay with it. But it wasn't like Anakin has to kill Ahsoka and, you know, okay. drag her corpse I through Coruscant you. or something. I got you. If you look at if you look at her in in the movie, she's a youngling. So she she would have been. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, he, he would have cut off her hair things. And no. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, yeah. for what it's worth, this trying this changed my mind on Ahsoka. I mean, everything I saw of her in the Clone Wars, but especially this complete like if you told me even a year ago, hey, Devin, one of the favorite th- your favorite Star Wars moments of the next couple of years is going to be Ahsoka and Darth Maul fighting. I'd have told you that you're <laughs> wrong and to stop telling me things. OK, let's talk about Darth Maul for a minute. Yeah. Um, how many episodes of Darth Maul did you get to watch? I saw the one that he was new or the one that he like showed up in with um, Asajj Press. Um, I saw the ones where Asajj Press dies. I saw the ones where he take, goes, takes over Mandalore. I think I saw I mean, I probably didn't see all of them, but I felt 
I saw enough. The, the important ones. I, I feel like I saw enough that there was only one time that I was like, oh, he must have done this thing in a previous episode that I didn't see. But the rest of it fit very smoothly into like an arc for me. Yeah, there, there's a whole arc of Darth Maul episodes that never got produced that became a comic. Oh. Like, because Darth Maul has that fight with Sidious on Mandalore, yeah. and then they just never address it. Right. <laughs> Uh, I read the comic arc. It's really good. Yeah. I wish it was an episode, but it has like Darth Maul and Count Dooku teaming up to try to take it down Sidious for a minute. What? Yeah. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, I think you can get it for free on a Kindle. Oh, then I'm I'm trying or that. Or the kin- the Kindle the Kindle app. Um, but yeah, like having not watched these this show before, how how did you buy Darth Maul still being alive after? Phantom Menace. I mean, so here's to be honest, here's how it was is they showed up on a trash planet and he grafted himself onto a spider. I mean, I just I had to be like, all right, I guess this is just what happens. Or I was going to hate everything else that came after and be super mad at it. Like if they it, I mean, headcanon, I guess he fell into a trash compactor and there was half a spider and he was like, well, this is lucky and like hoisted it on like pants and then just was living like that and like. I don't as know. you do. Yeah, as you do. Um, <sighs> I saw Wild Wild West. That's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do too soon. Um, I, I just Not I, soon enough. That's a good point. <laughs> I, just, I don't think that – I didn't love it if I'm being overly critical of it. But, I mean, if they're going to keep him alive, they got to keep him alive somehow. And I like the fact that they gave him PTSD. I don't know if I love the fact that they magicked it out of him like a second later. But I like that he had PTSD and I like his whole like, hey, I used to be the emperor's right hand man. Now I'm not like that whole thing I thought was very cool. Yeah. OK. Now that we're caught up to everything that <laughs> we got into the show, um, <laughs> let's talk about their fight. I did not expect it to take place in the second hour of this four hour finale. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the last episode, or at least the third episode. I was floored that they did that in the second part of this. Ryan, what did you think? Were you surprised by how quickly that duel came? I wasn't expecting the... I wasn't even expecting a duel. Like, I went into those... Okay. See, here's the thing. For me... Like I went into like the last four episodes because I watched the whole final season, but I went into the last four episodes not knowing like like this is going to end with, you know, her running off somehow, you know, Maul's going to, you know, get away. So, I mean, how how is this going to turn out? I don't know. So I just okay. kind of went I just kind of went with things as they happened. But the one thing I did know prior was that they did uh, motion capture with the actual oh. guy who was Darth Ray Maul Park. with Ray Park. They Whoa. did motion capture with him as Darth Maul and Ahsoka or somebody else was Ahsoka or something. Or Yeah. Uh, and a, stunt, a stunt person. Yeah. A, uh, a stunt person because they wanted to make sure that the fight was done right. So they got in touch with him and they put him in one of those like white ball suits and they had them duel. And that's the motion that they used in the fight. And it's so smooth. It's so so clean. It's probably the cleanest saber fight in the entire series because they did that. I keep seeing memes online like 
Why is it that all of your favorite lightsaber battles have to do with Darth Maul, even though he died after his first one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're um, not wrong. So I, I guess part of the reason I knew that duel was coming is there is a book called Ahsoka, which takes place between the Clone Wars and Rebels. And it has to deal with Ahsoka getting her lightsabers that she has in Rebels. Oh. And she talks about her duel with Maul on Mandalore. And it, it's a little bit different from what I've seen. Um, like people have compared it. It's like, I'm going to go back and reread that book because I'm, I'm rewatching Rebels and I'm just about to the point where Ahsoka shows up. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and revisit that. Yeah. Um, but it is a little bit different. But they do talk about um, her dueling Maul there and losing her lightsabers in the Clone Wars. Um, I don't remember the details of it because it's been a few years since I've read it, but it's it's a really good book. I have it on Audible and it's read by the actress who plays Ahsoka. Oh, that's cool. Because she, she is like full-on supporting this character for years. Like, what was it? She uh, wore... Ashley... Sorry. Yeah, she, she, she wore a dress to a a premiere or something or Comic-Con of Ahsoka. Like oh. she, she cosplays as the character. She has a whole clothing brand mm-hmm. built around Ahsoka. Uh, Ashley Eckstein is, is super talented. I think she is Ahsoka, but we'll get into the live action Ahsoka later on. Cause we've got some star Wars news to talk about at the end of this. Oh, good. Uh, so Yeah. So I knew about the duel coming. I just didn't expect it as soon as we did because I was like, what the hell are the last two hours going to be of this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the context of it was really cool. I didn't expect the whole, hey, I know that something's wrong with Anakin. Let's go, like, go get the Emperor together. And, like, Ahsoka being like, you know what? Yeah. And then, like, changing her mind a second later. But, like, I thought that context was so cool. Yeah, because it gives you a different side of Maul. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. kind of like he's not a Sith, and he's not a Jedi. It's like he's the closest to a gray Jedi that you get mm-hmm. in this series. Yeah, and he's afraid. He is, he is, and he's afraid, and that's what's driving him. Yeah. But at the same time, like I just saw him as like a different. Like he's still a Sith, and I kind of took him as like a different kind of Sith because like he, like I mean, like granted, he didn't. He wanted the power that Sidious was going to grab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like, yeah, like he's the closest thing to like a great Jedi you're going to find. But, but at the same time, his well, motives were the same. I can also I, I think it's also fair to say that Ahsoka is also a great Jedi because she's not a Jedi. Right. Like she's she's closer than Maul is. I mean, yeah, well, I, I look at it as a spectrum. <laughs> I, I got she's you. The, she's she's a, she's a light gray. He's like dark gray. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Um. Yeah, like that whole dynamic where they're like almost team up for a second. It's like, I thought it was cool. You know, I was like, no, do it. I loved it. I was like, blow it all up. Make them friends. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Before we move on to the third episode, did you guys catch the uh, Paul Bettany from Solo cameo in here? No. Who's Paul Bettany again? Paul Bettany. He was the the crime lord in Solo. Okay. The one who was the... The mother of dragons. Yeah. Boss. Yeah. Uh, he shows up for like a split second in a hologram that Maul is talking to. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bunch of crime syndicate lords. I guess one was a reference to Dark Empire, Dark Shadow of the Empire. Or oh, something. OK. A video. Uh, but he was also there. 
um, just as a nod to that one time Maul showed up again in live action. <laughs> Good. Um, all right, so the third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Order 66. That's so, uh, the Order 66 I've always wanted to see. Yeah. I Yeah. The, uh, I like that they brought in the actual audio from the movie. Like, you actually hear Hayden Christensen and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, did they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I was curious if they were <clears throat> going to have the Emperor in this at all. Mm-hmm. How they were going to do the audio, because the actor who, play, who played the Emperor on the Clone Wars passed away. I didn't know that. Before, before, before they finished the uh, original run. The last few seasons, it was played by Tim Curry, who since then has had a stroke. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not even sure who... I who, genuinely didn't know about did. Tim Curry. I'm cur- I think maybe they just used um, the Emperor from... Yeah, they just used Ian McDermott for the Order 66 archive sound. Hades Christensen... Har- Archive sound, Samuel L. Jackson, archive sound. Wow. See, that's cool. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, so it did that. Okay. I, this is part of it that I was mixed on and I want to get your guys' read on this. I don't know if I liked the whole, here's a shot you saw in episode three. Then if we lingered on that shot and panned the camera, that's what we're showing you now. Like, I don't know that I love that Ahsoka was, like, standing three feet to the left of a conversation that I saw earlier. I think that if they found a different way to include her, I think that would be cool. But sometimes I don't feel like I like that. I like it because it... It shows you a different story that is in line with a story that you already know. I mean, that's true. That part's very true. It's kind of like um, I'm trying to think of a Marvel equivalent to it. Um, I mean, it seemed a little bit Back to the Future too for me. Hey, here's Back to the Future okay. one. Here's everything that's happening. By the way, did you know that Marty McFly made this thing happen? That made this happen. That's why that happened in the first one. It felt very much like that to me. Doc, <laughs> you telling me you put a time machine <laughs> uh, out of a Mandalorian? <laughs> um. I liked it. Ryan, what did you think? I loved it. Because, did you? It, it, because, I mean, the thing is, it's because the conversation that they were having and mm-hmm. with Ahsoka being part of it, like, you've got what you've got. You've got what's going on with Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then you've got mm-hmm. what's going on with Ahsoka are two different things. They're two yes. completely different storylines. But they have to link up at one or two points. And how they did it with with doing it the way they did, knowing that they've already have this movie that's been out for you know, forever, almost forever now, it seems. Um, I feel like they did it right. Like, I don't yeah. really know how 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 else they would have linked those two together for her to be in that conversation. Would you guys have wanted more links to episode three or do you think at some point it would have gotten ham fisted and that they did it exactly the number of times they should have? Because I think 
especially after Order 66 happened. I think I wanted more tie-in, even though I'm not sure how the tie-in would have even worked, but I feel like I wanted a little bit more and didn't get more. See, I feel like this is where you've only seen a handful of episodes compared to yes. Alan and I've seen the entire series, like yes. one or two times. I want to see Ahsoka's story. Okay. I, I, uh, the amount of tie-ins they did were needed for her story. Okay. If they would have done any more, it would have taken away from her ending. And I get that. I've watched the, the reason why I kept on watching Clone Wars is because I liked her storyline. Like there are three reasons why I love Clone Wars and Ahsoka is one of them. And I wanted to see her end. It's her, the story about the clones Mm -hmm. And Anakin's development. Those are the three reasons why I love Clone Wars. And Anakin's development ends when he becomes Vader in in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So that's taken care of. Rex's storyline, the clones' storyline, mm -hmm. they end and begin anew with Ahsoka's. Yeah. So to me, if they would have done any more tie-ins to Revenge... It would have been too like, hey, remember too this? Much. This is part of this. Like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, to me, it was the right number and the way that they did it. It was very subtle. So um, the way I, I looked at it and I'm the way I'm processing it now yeah. is I we talk about me doing fan edits a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to go through and splice it all together. That would be really cool. Like open it with open episode three with Anakin and Obi-Wan in in the middle of a battle and then have them go off to Coruscant to save the save the chancellor. Like have all of that be the, be spliced in with the movie yeah. and the show. And like even that final episode, you can get like the tension building of that ship crashing to the planet with the uh the battle, the final battle on Mustafar. Oh and yeah, Yoda, Yoda fighting the Emperor. That would be pretty neat. Mm -hmm. And then you, um, like yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna try you, to figure you out. You gotta show to me if it, you do but, it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm totally not gonna do that. Disney lawyers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the Order sixty six episode, I really liked the way that this contextualized it because if you only watch episode three. Order 66 makes us makes the clones look like just the worst. Like they're all just kind of walking around like, yeah, whatever, Jedi, we'll do whatever we want you to just wait till they call the order. But Clone Wars makes it seem like this was something that was very hard for them and something they almost had no control over. And I really, really liked that. Which which being which being a fan of a lot of Star Wars stuff mm -hmm. is this is something I have to overlook. Because oh. in, really? in Battlefront 1, the first Battlefront mm -hmm. game, um, when you play the storyline, um, mm -hmm. they go through and they have the clones. Mm -hmm. And the voiceover is one of the clones. They don't say which clone it is. It could be Rex, could be Cody, could, could be any of them. Um, the way that they frame it is that the clones know this is going to happen at some point. Oh. Like, they know. 
And they clearly state that in the storyline of like the voiceover for Battlefront One. But that but I, that came uh, out in two thousand four. So there's a lot of, you know. A, a few things. You're talking about Battlefront Two. <laughs> I, I thought that was Battlefront One, where they're talking right, about it's Battlefront Two. Oh no, because that's right, because they do Felucia and he's talking about yeah. the one the the one teak, uh the blue skinned Ala Sakura. Yeah, her. That's right. The, 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 or is that, we or that is, is Battlefront One. Or is Yeah, Battlefront Two. Battlefront Two. That, that, that that's what yeah. I want to say the second time. So I we're doing some fun Battlefront stuff on the side besides the podcast, and I did some research last night. That voice is a retired clone. So he's looking back on everything after Order Sixty Six. So I don't know if it's necessarily true that he knew they knew what was going to happen, but in hindsight, they could be like, oh, yeah, but yeah, the Jedi had no idea what okay. was coming for them. I didn't know it was supposed um, to be a retired clone. I thought it was supposed to be some, like, um, journal thing. Well, no, because it, it was bothering me, too, because I've played that campaign multiple times, and they talk about the 501st going into the ch- temple with Anakin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but the 501st was on Mandalore. But then I was like, no, they split it, so it was both. And then, like, the Disney part of me is like, well, none of that's canon anymore because it's all, it's a video game, so it doesn't count. <laughs> um, but no, I completely understand where you're coming from. Like, yeah, I, th- that that bugged me, too, a little bit, but. Well, like I said, it's a video game, so I don't really take it for Baden. It was just funny, yeah. just the way that that, that you know, panned out. But th- yeah. the thing with me, again, one of the uh-huh. three things I talk about about why I love the show so much is the story about the clones. And they do what I've always wanted for Star Wars is a Band of Brothers type storyline. And there are plenty of Band of Brothers clones episodes where you learn individual clones and their personalities and their yeah. characters. That's what I like so much about the Bad Batch. Like you get to meet this clone group of clones that you've never seen before, but they all have their own very distinct personalities and traits that you don't see in the other clones. Like they're, they're kind of messed up mm-hmm. in their head and like their skills. And, um, the, the one thing that we didn't touch on at all is in the second episode of the bad batch, it's implied that Obi-Wan knew about Anakin and Padme. Really? Yeah. Because Rex knew. Rex knew. Why did Rex? I don't. I don't know anything about Rex. So, so, so Rex is like Anakin's secondhand man. Like, oh, uh, he was in charge of the five hundred first Anakin's legion of clones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where Anakin sneaks off to like Skype with <laughs> with Padme, <laughs> it, and obviously pregnant Padme in the hologram that Anakin just doesn't pick up on until after the Clone Wars. <laughs> um, but like he's guarding the room that he's in, yeah. and Obi Wan comes and is like, "Hello, Rex. Like, hello there." Uh, <laughs> and um, like Obi Wan, like asking where Anakin is, and Rex is like, "Oh, he's uh, taking care of something. He'll be right back. Like, he's in the bathroom. Everything's okay here. How are you?" And then Anakin comes out like nothing happened, and then Obi Wan's just like, "Did you at least tell Padme I said hi?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" Oh, weird. Which, uh, it just... See, to me, the way that I see it is that Obi-Wan himself dealt with that same thing with the 
with the Queen, uh, Prime Minister of Mandalore. Um, so I, I think the reason why he reacts the way he does is because he's been there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and with it's, it's already been said that Jedi can have relations. They just can't catch feelings for lack of a, you know, to use slang. So well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much you, you guys know about, uh, Jedi lore, but Kali Mundi, uh, Mr. Conehead. Yeah. Uh, he, he uh, he got busy. Yeah. <laughs> his his species it was like endangered and about to go extinct, but the Jedi Council was like, you know what? Go have fun. Like that turtle that saved its race. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I want from him. So I mean, if they don't name if they don't name that turtle Kali Mundi, they, they should. Don't. They're missing yeah. out. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, like Jedi can can have relations. So I mean. If Obi-Wan is thinking that, you know, that, that, you know, like Anakin and Padme are like, you know, friends with benefits, then there's no, there's nothing against that, but he he just can't make it like official. Yeah. And I think the, when you first see, when Ahsoka comes back and they, they have that jab at Obi-Wan's relationship with Satine, that's the first time Anakin's really been, been made aware of the relationship with Satine that Obi-Wan had. That's true. And it's right before Revenge of the Sith. So if they had been open with each other about that whole thing, Revenge of the Sith probably wouldn't have happened. Like there's so many opportunities in this for Anakin to be kept on the light side, whether it's knowing about Obi-Wan's relationship and being torn with the order and Ahsoka's talking to Anakin about working for the, like spying on the chancellor, like it just adds to the tragedy of the his fall in Revenge of the Sith that that's why I want to watch it with Revenge of the Sith because it just adds that level to it that you don't get in the film itself. Yeah, and there's I mean, yes, so definitely that and there's just there's a couple of things that I just think that this I mean, it's what you said, it just added a little bit more to the Revenge of the Sith. Like you saw what they were doing immediately before they were going to the like to the the first battle that you see them opening up in and it just sets a little bit more context for that too so i think i, I just want to see your edit can you just edit it alan please right now while we're on this uh, right now right, right now. now uh yeah yeah I'll, uh, that might be my project tomorrow <laughs> uh. but while we're on that that order 66 episode i did like that because that was the one that they released uh she released mall in right in this one yes i like that level of them working together i think that in the previous episode, I was like, yeah, burn it to the ground. They're they're Jedi Master and in, in Apprentice now. And then I was like, no, you know what? This is what I want. Where Ahsoka's like, look, you cause problems. Go cause problems. I'm just going to be <laughs> here and I need you to distraction. Like, that's what my I favorite, like. My second favorite moment of that whole thing is him asking for a lightsaber. Yeah. And then actually, no, it was my favorite thing. Him asking for a lightsaber and then obviously not needing it. Right. <laughs> Like he gives the Darth Vader hallway scene in Rogue One a run for his money in that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where where now I want to see Darth Maul and Darth Vader fight off in a hallway. <laughs> I mean, do they ever get a, a chance like that? No, not even in Rebels? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. I uh we'll we'll talk about this at the end. Okay. But uh, uh so let's talk final episode. 
And I guess we, we kind of just have to go to the end, right? Like, kinda, there's, yeah. There's not, there's, not, there's not so much to talk about in this episode we, except for... I, I just want to say about this last episode, yeah. it is the most artistic episode. It's the most artistically done episode of the entire series. There's hardly anything spoken. And anything that is spoken is real short. It's it, it's all shots. It's all emotion. It's all facial expressions. It's all setting. And it is one of the most beautiful episodes I've ever seen in this series. Yeah. Um, so Maul gets away. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more Maul down the line. I, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get, touch on that later. I love the tension in this. And I feel like it does fit so well with the end of Revenge of the Sith. So I feel like if you watch these both at the same time, it's going to be perfect. Um <laughs> But that ending compared with like the first part where she comes out and they all salute her as commander mm-hmm. and then she has to bury them all. Like my heart just sank. Yeah. Like it, like Ryan said, it is the most beautifully artistic thing done in this series. It's such a perfect ending for the show. And what, what 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 broke my heart was knowing what was coming for the clones and knowing that they weren't going to have a choice in the matter and knowing what the honor meant for decorating their armor for somebody like mm-hmm. that means something Devin, yeah. if you watch the show you'll understand uh-huh. what i mean like it's not just what they show at the end like yeah. The the troopers do not decorate their armor unless it's a truly honorable reason. Like they, it, it's got to be somebody that they respect, mm-hmm. somebody that they look up to, and they do consider themselves brothers. They consider themselves one giant family, but yeah. they also put honor and duty above anything else. Mm-hmm. And they do an episode where a clone betrays the rest of the clones and they show the reaction to that. And when, 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 when Rex brought her out and they showed the clones with the face paint on the helmets, I was just like, no, like, Oh my God, this is, they're, they're actually doing this. Like, like I'm going to cry. Like, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Yeah. I, I, I think it's fascinating that, Rex had such a strong storyline in this because going into Order 66, you don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of talk online about why he resisted. Do you guys understand why he resisted it? I don't. I, I, I saw the episodes before where the one clone figured out that Order 66 was basically an inhibitor chip that they put, an organic inhibitor chip they put in the mind. Uh, and then that's why Ahsoka was able to take it out and make him like that. But I don't know why he resisted. Ryan, how about you? I just figured it was because of the strong emotional attachment. Because, okay. because, because I mean, like, out of all of the commanders, like Cody and Rex and the rest of them, Rex was the most, I don't know, independent compared to the rest of them. Okay. Um, here's what I've been seeing online, which I tend to agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when Cody, when Commander Cody gets <clears throat> Order 66, he says... Yes, my lord. And then shoots Anakin. Oh. Shoots Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. 
when Rex gets it, he says, yes, Lord Sidious. He only knows a Sidious by name because of Maul. So oh. once he's able to put that together, it clicks and he's trying to resist it because he knows that this is the Dark Lord of the Sith. And he knows about the chips. So I feel like him calling him Sidious is like the big red flag of he knows something bad's about to happen. Wow. I like that. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. I do like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of Darth Vader at the very end of this? I thought it was so good. It was exactly what I wanted. I, I'm i going to say this. I like Darth Vader's design better in Rebels. Really? What does he look like in Rebels? See, here's... he. The best way I can describe it is he looks like the concept art for the original Star Wars. It's very slick and pointed, and it's different. Mm-hmm. But I like it. I, I like it in Clone Wars, but I really like the way it looks in Rebels. The thing is, the artistic design in Rebels fits the look of the Galactic Civil War. You know how the look of the original trilogy, like the ships, the costumes, they're different. Like, granted, yeah, it was filmed in the mm-hmm. 70s, so there's that difference to it. But then you have the prequels and how bright and how cheerful everything was and how, like, you know, like there's uh-huh. there's a feel difference between the, you know, prior to the Clone Wars the Clone Wars, and then you have the, and then you have the, the Galactic Civil War, and there's a feel yeah. difference to everything because the wars are different, society's mm-hmm. different, things are going to change. Rebels, the art style fits the way uh-huh. Tie Fighters, Tie Bombers, X Wings, A Wings, it fits that look, and that's what I meant about how the art style of rebels fits the storyline because it make because it looks good for the ships the clone wars art style would not look good for the galactic civil war ships and the costumes and the characters especially with vader the the way vader looks in the way vader looks in rebels fits the galactic civil war look better than what the clone wars one would I, you know what? I can see that because I, you know what? I see that. I see he does look a lot more angular. Alan, just pull up a picture. Yeah. He looks yeah. a lot more angular in Rebels. And I don't And you see the know. TIE Fighters in there? And you see the TIE Fighters? Yeah. And you see the Stormtroopers? Like that art style fits that look. The The big difference is also Cartoon Network, Disney Channel. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that's There's true. There's also that too. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm going to have to um, take a look at him again, but I thought I really liked his design in this. His design in Clone Wars was good. Like, it was good. Like, and to me, that was the icing on the cake. Like, that was, like, that just made it. That scene of him grabbing the lightsaber and knowing that Ahsoka was there. It's a good scene. Mm-hmm. I um, I'm really curious to watch Rebels now because I'm not going to get into spoilers for Devin, but... That it's gonna play differently now. <laughs> is it really? Is this gonna um, affect mm-hmm. Rebels? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a lot better. <laughs> uh, the, I, I will say that I will say this about Rebels. Ahsoka has the line: "The last time I saw my master, he was running off to save the Chancellor." Wow. 
So, all right. Um, just since we're talking about character designs, yeah, and I have it up. Um, let me throw this on the screen for you guys as well. While we move on to uh, other Star Wars things that we want to talk about. But here's the Yoda design for the Clone Wars versus Rebels. I'm going to be honest, I don't like either of them. Yeah, Yoda always looked weird on the Clone Wars to me, but I much prefer that to uh, whatever this is. (laughs) I mean, it's like it looks like a fat cheek Yoda for for, uh, Clone Wars versus like a PS2 rendered graphic version of it. It looks like Yoda's a crackhead. You can say it. Like I kind of like. Here's the crazy thing, though. This one's the one that is voiced by Frank Oz. No. Like, yeah. All right. I got to I got to that episode. I was like, oh, oh yeah, they got they got him back. I forgot. I mean, it's cool. All right. Okay, so a few things about Star Wars before we wrap this uh, yes. super sized episode up. Um, some news has happened about um, the Mandalorian season two recently. That plays into the Clone Wars finale. Tell me. Ahsoka Tano is going to make an appearance in The Mandalorian Season 2. Is she? Did you not know this, Devin? No. You didn't know this? No. Uh, not being played by Ashley Eckstein. Ek- Ek- um, being played by Rosario Dawson. That name sounds so familiar. Clerks 2. Oh, her? Yeah. That's actually really perfect. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, uh, she's been the fan favorite for a while. As soon as I heard about that fan casting, it's like, oh, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I just have a question, uh, though, about this. Like, yes, is she just going to make an appearance? And is that appearance going to happen at, in like the tail end of the season? Just uh, the same way that I Riker don't... didn't show up until like after the halfway point. <laughs> OK, here, here's here's my. <laughs> Here's my take on it. I don't think she's going to show up in the finale. If she was showing up in the finale, we would not have heard about it. True. That's, I think yeah. she's going to be in it for at least two episodes. So she'll maybe she'll show, she'll play a big part in the finale because they're teasing a lot of lightsaber battles. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, you got the dark saber there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So I, um, I want her to be treated the way that they did seven of nine. Yeah, that would be good. I'd agree. She shows up in kind of like the beginning and she like makes a statement. She stays for like an episode and then she leaves. And then like towards the end of the season, she comes back and she's kind of like the savior of or, you know, like one of the saviors. You want her to kill her ex-girlfriend, too? (laughs) If she she has one. I mean, hey, why not? Let her. Um, She kills both of them. The other thing is there is at least one clone confirmed to be showing up in Mandalorian season two, which just broke yesterday. What? Who? Um, Boba the Fett is showing up in Mandalorian season two. Really? Yes. Hold on. Being played by. No, go ahead. Being played by. uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Tamura Morrison. Do I know him? Was he on Clerks 2? Yes, you do. Was he on Clerks 2? No. No, he was in Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, playing Jango Fett and the clones. Oh, no way. They got him back. That's cool. To play Boba Fett. Um, so they confirmed that yesterday as we're recording this, uh, which is 
really exciting. Like, I'm surprised they got him back, but I'm I'm a little worried that they're leaking all this stuff for Mandalorian season two. Well, with a, a show that did such a good job of hiding its biggest thing, like nobody knew about Baby Yoda until the second it came out. Like, I'm shocked they're leaking anything. I mean, I think. A lot has happened since uh, they wrapped production. Oh, so sure. everyone's like, you know what? This, let's let's give them something. Like, <laughs> let, let let them know that Ahsoka's going to be in it. Um, just imagine the stuff which, they're not coming out about, though. That's the thing. If they're coming exactly. out and that saying that cool. Ahsoka and this guy's coming back, can you imagine the stuff that they're not talking about? Right. Which leads me to which leads me to a good question that I saw online: If he's coming back to play Boba Fett. Do you think that he's also coming back to play Rex? He better. That would be so interesting. Because I showed Devin this last night when, uh, I showed Ryan this last night when Devin was standing in line at Target and couldn't do a podcast. <laughs> the long lines. Um, yeah. Um, so Dave Filoni, the writer of the Clone Wars, Rebels, and the Mandalorian, mm-hmm has this picture up on his Twitter, which is Ahsoka, Tano, and Rex on Dubacks. Oh, boy. Oh, that's really and that's neat. Def- that's definitely post-Return of the Jedi, or at least post-Clone Wars Rex. And Alan and I talked about this last night. Yeah. He would be in his, like, 70s at I mean, this point. That guy kind of looks like he's in the 70s. He would be in his 70s because Alan and I talked about this because I was concerned about like age and being a clone and like the accelerated growth rate and, and everything. Right. And and we came down to when Anakin and Rex first meet each other, they're both mm-hmm. about 20 years old because okay. Rex would have been born like seven or eight years before they would have met. But because of the accelerated growth rate, he would have been physically about a 20-year-old. Sure. About seven years after birth when Anakin and him meet. So mm-hmm. then if that's the case, then that accelerated growth rate stops and his metabolism goes to either a normal human or a little bit slower so that sure. they would still have the same lifeline. You know, like they would still have that same lifetime span. That make, yeah. So if you would pull that for when they meet in, in the Clone War show, that mm-hmm. would mean post um, Return of the Jedi, Rex is like a badass 70 year old. I'm OK with that. I'm totally fine with that. OK, I'm going to I want to be divisive, not on purpose, but how do you guys. So I, I think it's really cool who they're getting back to play Boba Fett and he's going to be in season two. I think that's cool. Do you guys like that Boba Fett's in the Mandalorian at all? Because I remember going into the Mandalorian going, if freaking Boba Fett's in here, I'm going to lose my mind because I don't want that. Because I want Mandalorian to be its own thing. It all depends on how he's used. Okay. And the lore's already out there that he's alive. Is it? Or or that he escaped, this. at least that he escaped the Scarlack Pit. Even in the expanded universe, or Legends, he got out. And even really? after the fact, and even after the fact, when Disney bought it, there was already a scene in a book where his armor's for sale. I read that one. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a lot. As, as far as I'm concerned, 
as far as I'm concerned, with how Disney mm-hmm. operates, he's alive. The Fet okay. walks. The Fet lives. <laughs> so All right. it de- so it depends. It really depends on how he's used. And I truly believe that it's going to tie into the first season with him specifically. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those uh spurs that you heard at the end of the Tatooine episode were him. We saw him already. I had a feeling. Yes. I really had a feeling. Um, I'm okay with them using him in small doses. I don't need a whole show of Boba Fett in the Mandalorian. Like, if you're going to give him a show, make it its own thing. Yeah. Make him um, the antagonist. That would make him in that one. I would like. I would like him as make the him the villain. Yeah, make him the villain of the season. You could. Um, I think there's a lot more stuff going on though with Moff Gideon. Is that? Oh, yeah, it? it's Moff Gideon. Yeah. Um, Hold on, Gus. Back to back yeah, to Clone Wars for Breaking half Bad. a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back to Clone Wars for half a second. Freaking Tarkin's in it. That was cool. Oh yeah, I know that's normal for you guys. I didn't know Tarkin was in it. Neat. Oh yeah, he was young and Tar- it was Tarkin. Cool. You really, Devin. You really just need to. You just Al, Alan and I have sent you the list on how to watch Clone Wars chronologically you just need to go back in the feed or we can send it back to you and you just need to sit down and watch it i'm trying to think who else is in it akbar shows up yeah akbar shows well, up i mean you get you said qui-gon shows up qui-gon shows up mm-hmm. that's liam neeson that's dope yeah that is so cool but the thing is you get akbar's like background like you get you get a, you get the whole mon calamari do you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh i love that Dude. Underwater planets with under underwater lightsaber battles. Dude, what they work everything, underwater? Everything, everything. I guess, dude. Everything that you ever wanted to like that 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 like any kid who who liked Star Wars as a kid, anything uh-huh. you ever thought about, anything that you ever you know like fantasized about you know like some battle or you know like the characters and like where they're from they give you in clone wars yeah i i i'm telling you it's like it's it's i you guys are so right about this because this conversation is only a smaller part of a larger conversation that you that us three have been having for probably the past two years now where you guys both go devin watch watch clone wars you'll love it and I went, yeah, I know, and I don't watch it because of all of my misgivings. And guys, I'm so wrong, and I'm I know <laughs> I'm wrong. There, there are three big things that we avoided you watching in that list, which are my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars, uh, which have to do with the Wills, if that makes it, if you know what those are. No, Darth Bane. And we also had you avoid all of the Jar Jar episodes, mm-hmm. so which are have fun. That to do. Which are okay. fun. <laughs> the the yeah, Jar I mean, Jar episode where they think he's a Jedi is one of my favorite. <laughs> do they do that? They address like the whole Darth Jar Jar thing. No, no, no. no. We we've talked about this. There is an yeah. episode Jar- where Jar Jar huh. is with some other characters, and they're on this little village and it gets uh-huh. taken over by the, by the clankers uh-huh. and, J- uh, and Jar Jar doesn't get uh, caught. <laughs> and yeah. Jar Jar doesn't get caught. 
So he's trying to like save the people he's with. And because it's so slapsticky, they think he's a Jedi because he's constantly taking out these droids by accident because he's a goofball. <laughs> and it's one of the funniest episodes that I've uh, um it's one of the funniest episodes of the show. I like that. And it's Devin, that episode had, that made me had, like Jar Jar. Devin, if you had to pair a Jar Jar up with a Jedi, which Jedi would you pair him up with? If I had to, if I had to pair him with a Jedi, I don't. A, Je- a Jedi from the Jedi Council. You had to pick one to give him an adventure with. Oh, Who yeah. would it be? I want Windu so bad. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> Oh no! More of this. More of the story. Devin, go watch all of the Clone Wars. I really need to get a lot out of it. I'm sure I would, especially Um, if that was the right. Like that's the answer that we both came to. (laughs) All right. So other. So the one last thing I want to talk about is Maul just kind of flies away. Yeah. Going back to the Clone Wars, I don't think we've seen the last of Maul. I don't think we've seen the last of the Maul that we saw in Solo. Oh. I think we're. I think we're going to see more of this, that time period in between the Clone Wars and Episode 4. In Rebels? And I know, that not in, no, Rebels is over. Rebels is done. Oh, Rebels is over. Yeah, it ended two years ago. I didn't know that. It ended in 2018. Oh. Um, I think we're going to probably see it in one of the Disney Plus shows mm. or a movie in the future. But I think a lot of the storylines left in Solo will be picked up in other projects like the Cassian Endor series or something else that they haven't really. Like, I don't think I don't know if we're going to get Maul versus Obi-Wan in a a series, but what I want is Shadows of the Empire. There was that video game that they made for the N64. Well, mm-hmm. I played it on N64, and it was and it was Shadows of the Empire. You followed a character that was friends with Solo or who worked with Solo. Uh-huh. And I believe the game... Dash, Ren- da- Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar. So, where the game started off with them escaping Hoth. On the on the on the Millennium Falcon, and then yeah. you had to fight your way through the Hoth base okay. to get out. And um, I would really like to see Shadows of the Empire, if not, because, I mean, it's been so long since that game came out that Disney Mm -hmm. could definitely kind of like toss that away and just kind of like take parts of it and build their own thing. But I would really like to see a crime like a crime syndicate storyline of of like behind the scenes Mm -hmm. type stuff, because, you know, the emperor had to have been involved in like. Drugs and sex. Oh yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, he he had to have. I been. mean, he had a son, so yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, you 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 know what I mean, though. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I would really like to see a, a shadows of of the, the Empire storyline. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that's yeah, that's one of the few ways I think that you're going to interest me. In what was the series you said there was? There was one about the the guy from Rogue One, right? Cassian Endor. Yeah, that's like yeah. the only way you're going to interest me in a Cassian Endor story. Is like really? Yeah. What if not even if K two S O is in it? Who's that? The Alan Tudyk robot. Oh, maybe just because Alan Tudyk, but like, yeah, yeah, I, I want to see more Alan Tudyk in everything, but like, I don't know. Like, I I just think that that I mean I, I'm going to be wrong. I know I'm going to be wrong. But like that character doesn't interest me right now. I know I'm wrong. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's early Rebels stuff. Like, it, it's him, like, dealing with Underworld stuff. Like, in the beginning of Rogue One, he's, like, meeting people in back alleys. Like, 100% more I'm Saw sure, Guerrera. I mean, dude, he's, like, the through line. Like, he's he's the... Nope, not going to say it. I need to get on board with this character. I just do. I need to watch him. You need out. to see the episodes. I, I really do. Alan sent them to me. I just yeah. got to watch them. Yeah. I sent them as the, just because you love this character so much, <laughs> you can watch these as well. Honestly, I would recommend watching the whole show. I, I'm um, going to. Just do it. We just didn't, we just didn't have time because you, you didn't do your homework before. No, no I didn't. Like, <laughs> like you were told. Uh, <laughs> because was it like right um, now I'm going through a whole thing where like I watched, uh, I watched Phantom Menace two, mm-hmm. uh, two days ago. I watched Clone Wars um, the day after that, and now I'm going through and watching the Clone Wars show. Nice. And then I'm going to watch Revenge, and then Rebels, and then Rogue One, and then New Hope. Like, I'm going through, no, Solo before before that, because Solo happens before Rogue One. But yeah, oh, so yeah. Like, I'm going through and watch because, I mean, it's all out now. So I'm going to go through and watch everything in order. It's going to take me forever to cool. do it. Yeah, I think there's still so many gaps in between Solo and Rebels and Rogue One that there's got to be. You don't tease Darth Maul without a plan. I don't know if they, I think their plan has changed since Solo came out. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think they're definitely going to touch on that storyline again. Um, I really hope so. But... Um, one last Star Wars piece of news before we wrap this thing up. Uh-huh. Did you guys see who was announced as a new director for Star Wars? No. Watiti. There's a new star. Taika Watiti <gasps> is going to be directing a Star Wars film. Whoa. That'll be cool. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be called, called uh, Jar Jar Rabbit. It's about <laughs> imaginary Emperor Palpatine befriending a kid. I hope so. <laughs> oh, I like that. He just goes to his mom and says, somehow... The Emperor is alive. <laughs> um, oh, that's so good. And he looks like Taika Waititi. Uh, of course he does. But yeah, so that's going to be coming probably not for another. Pro- we probably won't see that movie for five years. Fine. As long as I get between, it. Between his other projects and Thor Love and Thunder. So. He's got some cool projects but, uh, in the books. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Uh, he's working on a bunch of like Willy Wonka stuff, and then he was attached to Akira at one point. Oh, was he? I think he's off of that now. Yeah, but all right. I think that does it for our Star Wars uh, centric episode. Yeah. May the forest be with you. For you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And this is the way. Yeah.